0: This time on Matters. Magic Beans. Tom DeLong loves UFOs. Castle Rock. All this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I'm Matt Noss. Across the table for me is Matt Rose. How you doing, Matty? I've had too much sugar today. You and I, I... have just housed at least four cookies apiece.
1: <laughs> and I had I had ice cream at home. So. What? Oh
0: shit. Take that, tummy tum.
1: Yeah uh maddie
0: uh are you ready for today's episode i am let's let's go uh today joining us in matter studio we are very grateful to have you may know him as the lead singer and lead guitarist of the punk pop band ruther their seminal album (laughs) like a ghost jim van (laughs) haverman jim it is so nice to have you on the show yeah thanks for having me matt jim and i uh work together on the same team for quite a while although Jim was with another company and I was with another company we were teamed together to work on the same projects. Two companies coming together as a cohesive unit. Yes and I always enjoyed uh, having you on the team always enjoyed working with you and it was a pleasure but then I found out all this other stuff like you started to find out other stuff about me that I did comedy I found out that you did the band and um, I was like you know what need to have you on the show. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, man. My pleasure. Uh we'll just we'll just this is generic, straight down the middle. Tell us about Ruther. What's going on there? What's up with Ruther?
2: Uh Ruther, it's been pretty busy. Uh we had a busy summer. Played in Chicago a couple times. Um a lot of weekend warrior things. We went down to St. Louis and did a show. Whoa! You drove on a weekend to St. Louis. Oh wow, yeah, that's it, quite a drive. Yeah, it was a run. So we uh, did Chicago and then to St. Louis. Uh, we were with another Detroit band called Smash the Jukebox, and so we just went together. And uh, we didn't come in the red. So. Uh, oh shit! Yeah. Did you break right. even? Uh, a little more. I think we made maybe like ten bucks or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll t- I'll tell you when you're starting
0: off, man. Like this podcast is in the red. Yeah. Hardcore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, if I was doing it for the money, and I'm sure if you were doing it for the money, you would have stopped years ago. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, Matt and I would have just had that
0: conversation on episode 10, like, this isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the millions of fans? Um, And then, like, I... Uh, and it's great because you and I uh, would talk about Gary Vaynerchuk at work. Oh, yeah, Gary V. Gary V. and... Uh, because you were one of the few people I knew that watched his stuff all the time. And I would always be like, yeah, i got to be patient. man. <laughs> Just got to learn how to be patient. Okay. Jab, jab, so- jab, jab, right hook. That's right. So
1: for people who do not know who Gary V is, explain him.
0: Gary Vee. Let's see if I do this right. Let's see if I do this right, Jim. Serial entrepreneur. Okay. Um, started... Uh, wine Library TV on YouTube in 2006, right when YouTube really kicked off. Did it for his father's wine business. They were a retailer in New Jersey. Uh, when he took over the business to run it for his dad, it was never his business, but he ran it for his dad. He took it from a three to thirty million dollar business. He he made a jump quite a bit. Yeah, he made he, he tenfolded the business. So Oof. if it was. 2 million, it was up to 20. If it was 3 million, it's up to 30. Like, he killed it, and he did it on the back of, in 1996, he email marketed when nobody else was email marketing. Back when it was like, I remember when we were in school, if you got an email, you opened it.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike Rabigula has a joke about that, where his parents just opened any emails, and it had, like, a porn virus or whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: My mom will open nearly anything, but
2: she's gotten a lot, a lot, lot better.
0: Yeah. And also the filters have gotten a lot, lot
1: better. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I remember emails in 99 versus emails now. And like, I mean, even though I was in fifth grade in 99, um, it was like chain letters that everyone had to forward on or else you'd like have bad luck for seven years or whatever. <laughs> right. You'll break the chain and bad things will happen to you. Yep. It's like,
3: eh.
0: I did. Oh shit! This is. See, I don't know. even know if you know this, Maddie? Oh no. When I was in second grade, somebody wrote me, or somebody that I went to school with, gave me a chain letter, and they were like, "Hey, write write this chain letter, and send it to other people, and eventually you're gonna get chains." You know, it was a real Ponzi scheme, a real really? like pyramid scheme of like letters like it was all the same letter that i was supposed to send to 10 people i think i wrote like 6 of them and, <laughs> and I, I was like
1: up. i was like this is real dumb this is too much work i was
2: like oh, i yeah. don't i don't even know why i'm doing this i feel like it's things that people's parents get
1: into my dad did that a couple of years ago where i walked in my dad had all these envelopes on the table and i was like dad what are you doing? And he was like, "I'm just sending some letters." Why are you putting a dollar in in like in each envelope? No reason. There's a prince in Egypt you- or whatever that's broke. <laughs> are you sending out chain letters? Yes. Oh, Dad. No. Why? Are- <laughs>
0: here's the hundred people you need to send a dollar to.
1: So here's the thing. The joke was on me. My dad made the money back. Oh wow! Yeah, he he sent it to like people he knew, and then they did it, and he he eventually he did, and it was like, God damn it! No, now I can't lecture him. <laughs> now I can't lecture him on his constant quest for magic beans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's th- that's a great. Uh, point of conversation: the idea of magic beans, the idea that there's one thing out there that that's the thing that's going to do it.
1: Yeah, and i i know I know one that my dad had for a while, and it was because your dad gave it to him. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, my dad. fetch-o-matic.
0: So I don't know if you remember, like 99, 2000, and the internet was like yep. the Wild West. Y2K. Y two K baby, but like Google wasn't Google yet; it existed, and we all used it. But there was still like a lot of other search engines: Yahoo, Ask, and Jeeves, and AltaVista.
1: Lycos, and
0: Alta Vista. And, yeah. And yeah. Alta Vista. And they were all trying to do it, and my dad found a penny stock from a company in Las Vegas, which already this all this, this already sounds. They were a real estate company that decided to make a search engine.
1: Oh, man. I'd, these were things your dad failed to share. <laughs> uh, but, so my
0: dad... There used to be a site, I don't even know if it's a site anymore, called Slash Dot.
1: Yeah, Slash Dot's still around. No idea what that is. Slash.org. It's org. It's just a tech site okay. where they post articles and people can do comments and stuff. So... They had, for some reason, an IPO, <laughs> as they should.
2: My oh, dad... Slashdot!
1: Slash dot had a lot of followers and like a lot of dedicated followers, so they have this IPO, and
0: my dad gets in, and for the, for the first time, of hair— you know, it's like one in every three hundred hair brain schemes
2: works. Mm-hmm.
0: He landed the one that worked. Really. For small time, small time middle America, this was a six figure payday. Really, for the old nos home. Wow, not like high six figures, but like maybe one two hundred thousand dollars, somewhere in there. Okay. You know, there's a saying in investing called "Don't put your eggs in one basket." Yep. And also, pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. Uh so he finds this Fetch-O-Matic, and he's like
2: Let it ride.
1: <laughs> oh no, did he reinvest all that oh, money? Oh yeah.
2: Oh no. Oh yeah. It's just like gambling.
1: Yeah. It yeah. We lost
2: it all. Oh man. Well, I mean oh, you
0: technically you never lose it until you sell it. But uh
1: <laughs> Well yeah, when that when the company goes out of business mm-hmm. That's another <laughs> and way file that- for bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, I think that the CEO eventually ended up like fleeing the country with some of the money. <laughs> Interesting. But it was oh yeah, it collapsed in on itself in an epic fireball. Yeah. Um and I had invested what little money I had saved into this little this little scheme. My and brother, it, there's there's my no one to blame but myself money. for that. And my dad invested a sizable chunk of money in it. And like he used to he used to write out these tables where it would be like, This is what it's this is much how much you'll make if you like see it go up ten percent, twenty percent, thirty percent. And like he had it going all the way up to like two hundred and sixty percent. Oh wow where he had like all these figures written out where it was like, um, it's gone up like five pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Sell it. Get out. Get out. Yeah, I can remember the one time it went up because I kept going to whatever site was big at the time to check your stocks. Raging and I bold, would, baby. Yeah, it was Raging Bull. That's what it was. Um, I would go there and I would reload like every couple minutes, and it had gone up to like 20 cents over what I paid. So I was like, oh, oh, it's starting to happen. I don't even have to graduate college. And then it fizzled out, and it dropped like another sixty cents. And this was like a three dollar stock. So, Ugh. yep, that's how you go broke. Yep, yep, yep.
0: But it brings us back to, to the Gary idea, right. to well, to Gary Vee and Magic Beans, mm-hmm. because it's like you're out there, you're hitting the road, you're weekend worrying it, mm-hmm. because there isn't one thing that takes. That pushes Ruther over.
2: All right. I mean, everybody's looking for that one thing to focus on that you know it's gonna take them from zero to sixty. But it's like you hear it all the time, and it's so true. It's like an overnight success takes like ten, twenty years. Yeah. And yeah. like people don't see the behind the scenes of these people, like you know, sweating it out on the road, going broke or whatever, working their face off to
0: be in that place where. Sure, now they've got enough groundswell and they've got the talent to be where they are that, okay, somebody notices them and that helps them. Oh, definitely. But they still have to do all the fucking work. Oh, yeah.
1: Tiffany Haddish um, was sleeping on people's couches and had to borrow money from people because she couldn't make her bills. And then she just got a couple high-and-higher-profile gigs in a row. Mm Mm-hmm. And then fucking what was it? Girls' trip, right? And then bam! Now she's everywhere, and but nobody was talking to her ten years ago. Yeah,
0: when she was at the comedy store trying to make it happen.
1: Yeah, and like I think I think one of the stories she told was like Kevin Hart loaned her like five hundred dollars. Yeah, and you know now they're like oh God. What's the name of that movie they're in now? Or it's it's coming out, or it's like Night School or something. Oh, I, had, I haven't seen the trailer yet. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, she was a working comedian for a years, while. Yeah, years. and I think the first time I ever saw her was <laughs> Keanu. Oh shit! Yeah, she's in Keanu. Yeah, yeah, she is the Kean Peele movie. Yep. Oh, nice. I haven't seen
2: that.
0: It was on HBO for a minute. Like yeah, that was where for, I, for I watched it for a little while. It. Yeah. But it was. It's. It's okay. It's not great. Okay. It's not bad. Uh,
1: it's. It's got its moments, but yeah.
2: Probably worth a watch, but no replay, really. Yeah, worth a watch when you're like,
1: I want something light. Yeah. I would have it on in the background if I was cleaning. 100% I would have it on in the background. Yeah, The George George Michael stuff is pretty funny.
0: Because you're always going to walk into a scene that's interesting. Like They have great little vignettes. The George Michael one is like, they're lying about how tough they are and the (laughs) gang that they're in and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So uh, Keegan-Michael Key's in the car with some real gang members. And he's talking about George Michael being the truest thug. Oh, wow.
2: (laughs) Those guys are hilarious.
0: I love them. Oh,
1: yeah. Absolutely.
2: So,
0: what – so, we've talked about this. Like, where do you put your priorities with Ruther? Meaning, like, with the podcast, like, we're we're starting to be more focused on getting guests in. And – Working with the guests to be like, hey, it's out. Can you put it on your social platforms? So it's not just us. So it's not just the same 10 people who have been very loyal to the show, but also so that they can hear us stop talking about growing the show. Yeah,
3: definitely.
0: (laughs) We understand, Chris. And we're, hey, I put it on Facebook this week. Look at us. (laughs) Chris Heiner is a longtime listener of the show. And I put out a couple weeks ago, I actually made the Facebook post, which is the thing you're supposed to do when you have a new episode. And he goes, hey, look, Matt, you did it!
2: (laughs) Uh, So I I guess, you know, I feel like the priorities have always been the same. You know, just keep getting your name out there. Keep trying to get bigger shows. Keep, you know, just trying to be available. Um, Keep writing music. I mean, that's pretty much the formula. If there's something different, I mean maybe i'll stumble upon it but that's all i know so do you with because
0: like right now hip-hop is it right like that's the number one music yeah. form in america right now mm-hmm. so yeah. everybody's on soundcloud trying to make beats and we don't tr- have enough face tattoos that's why we're not making it <laughs> so i would like to introduce you to this rainbow cover- colored wig
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: all of these pieces of jewelry and this black eyeliner pen. <laughs> and I think we can call you Jim V69.
2: Yeah, there, there you go.
0: But everything's separated by a lot of X's. <laughs> oh, yeah, X, X,
2: whatever. X, X, X. So many X's, Vin Diesel will be somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. That was terrible. Uh, I was talking with a buddy about this. Um, it just It's so odd that the older you get, or at least for us, it just seems like the better show offers we get. Um, cause when we were younger or when I was younger, uh, I was in a band that used to like tour a lot and we'd go out for like three months at a time, six weeks at a time. And we're just playing like small hall shows or basements or wherever people would have us, you know, to anywhere from zero to 30 people would come out. And that's what we did. And, you know, we would like try and get on bigger Detroit shows and sometimes they'd come through, but, you know, um... A lot of times, not really, because there's still a lot of like older bands in the scene that you know that had their dues paid or whatever, and you know they would get that opportunity. But now it seems like we're the older band that you know, the, or the older group of musicians <laughs> that has our dues paid, and you know, it just seems so like I'm blown away by like the show offers we've been getting lately. So where have you been able to play? Um, well, I mean. I feel like the venues stay the same, but like Smalls um, and Hamtramck. Yeah, Smalls mm-hmm. and Hamtramck. We're actually playing with a band called Iron Cheek and Spanish Love Songs. Oh, and, no way. Yeah, and at the end of September, so September 26th. And then actually the next week after, we're playing PJ's Logger House with Rehasher, which is Roger from Less Than Jake's band. Huh. So it's like, you know, those just came like out of nowhere. I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it.
1: I think that Iron Sheik toured with Off With their Heads, if I'm not mistaken. Probably. Yeah.
0: Do you think if you had the opportunity to do a run, like do a month tour, you would be able to do it? Like, because you and me are kind of in the same boat where it's like, I do this because I love it. And at the same time, what pays the bills is the day job.
2: Yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm always going to probably like be a sucker for that. Yeah. Uh, But I don't think I think it'd have to be right. Like I'm not gonna go out, you know, for three months and like do like my our own tour and to zero to thirty people a night, you know, and because I'm not gonna lose my house and like all (laughs) that stuff. You know, just to do that. But if it was like, yeah, like less than Jake, you know, they want you to open for them for a month. They're like, okay, let's talk about it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Right. What can we? Yeah. Because that. That level of exposure, especially the less than Jake crowd, is going to be your crowd. Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, we're not really ska, but I mean, I was just throwing that as an example because you know it's kind of that scene. Well, like mm-hmm. to get a band that's at that yeah, that's at that still level. at that level,
0: that's still pulling houses mm-hmm. that would connect with your music as well.
2: Because or a band like Alkaline Trio or something, you know. Oh man. I love Alkaline Trio. I just saw them um, a few weeks back. They played Royal Oak Music Theater. How were oh, they? They are really good. Uh, they didn't have their drummer with them. Um, uh, they had a fill-in drummer. because Something was wrong. I think he was sick or something. But they still played really good. And um, is Matt Skiba with
0: Blink-182 when he they is. go
2: out? Yeah, he's with Blink-182, so it looks like he's doing uh, double duty. That's crazy. That's um, crazy. I kind of like the new Blink album. Yeah. Uh, and I, I haven't know, heard it. I know a lot of people are kind of like against like Skeba because you know classic Blink with Tom DeLonge. But I mean, I, I like the new songs a lot. It's like a breath of fresh air. I always liked Mark's voice
0: better than Tom's voice because mm-hmm. I never liked how nasal Tom was.
2: <laughs> yeah, <And> like, <laughs> like <laughs> everything's just whiny as hell. Yeah. Whereas I, I liked Mark. I, I think love. there's a there's a clip on YouTube where uh, Tom says time. Over and over and over again, like people just like mashing clips together, and it's like nasally, like time, 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 time. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. There's there's a comedian out there that makes fun of it, kind of. I, I forget who it is.
1: Which which is the one that um like went overboard with UFO stuff? Oh, oh that's, that's Tom DeLonge. Tom DeLonge. That's Tom? That's Tom. Okay, okay. I, I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah,
2: he has his own UFO company or some kind <laughs> of space company that's into exploring extraterrestrial. Yeah. I mean, if he's happy. I mean, yeah. like, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, he's
1: not hurting anybody. Yeah, um, but at the same time, if you do that, you are kind of opening yourself up to a little, uh, a little mockery sometimes.
2: Oh, yeah, I think that's way out the window. I mean, I feel like people have made fun of him for a while about that. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, watch his interview with uh, Joe Rogan. Uh,
0: well, did- Joe
1: is
2: like,
0: this guy is fucking insane. Didn't,
1: doesn't he go outside like for a smoke or something, and Joe is just talking to... I think so. Yeah, I
2: think something like that happens. Uh, but then I looked into Tom's company, and it's like, they're they're doing stuff, I guess. I, I don't know what they're doing, but they're doing something. I mean, they have them, like press conference, and they're wearing suits, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> At least they look professional. If that's where you're going to put your money. Yeah.
0: So, what would success look like for Ruther to you? Like, what would be like?
2: We did it. We did it. I I feel like we've already did it. Um, Like, I don't feel like this is the end. But I, I look at things as small successes because I, because if I look at success as, yep, I'm making a million dollars. I'm selling out Ford Field. I mean, I'm going to be pretty heartbroken very quickly. Right. I mean, not to say that it can't happen one day, but, you know, it's still a journey to get to that place. And if it ever happens, who knows? Probably not. But, uh, you know, I just look at successes as, wow, we were able to play Chicago and St. Louis and people actually came out. People bought our record. You know, we played a record release show and like 60 people came. Like, really? You know, I just look at things like that. That's probably a fluctuation on the number of 60. But, you know, maybe I'd say maybe between 40, 60. Okay. That's good numbers. Yeah, that's, that's. I feel like that's one good. of my friends would probably call me out on that. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man, there wasn't 60 people there. There's actually 42. I was like, oh, okay. Hey, thanks, hey, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like 60 from the stage. <laughs> Looked like 10,000 people were there.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm glad you said that because... You know, sometimes I get stuck in my head about like what I want to do and where I want to go and what that is. But like, Matt and I do another show called Transmissions from the Dark Side. And one of our fans drew a picture of us this week. Okay. In in the style of The Simpsons. And it's like, really? Why else am I doing this? Why, you know, like for real? Like, what else? What am I trying to get out of this? Yeah. That isn't given to us by that.
2: Yeah. And I think one of the things is, is, Once you start looking at your hobbies as like a source of income or like monetary like success or whatever you want to call it, uh, then you start becoming stressed out. And then the fun quickly leaves is just like as if you set a goal of wanting to sell out Ford Field or whatever. I mean, Mm -hmm. the fun quickly leaves and I'm having fun right now. And that's why I want to keep doing it, because once it stops not being fun, like I don't I probably wouldn't want to do it when the fun leaves is
0: is like that's why everybody has to have the same ideals too like yeah you know like everybody wants to go to the same
2: place yeah and i mean it's to be honest with with other people in in your band it's not it's not always the same like my ver, my vision of like you know success or making it would probably be different than uh, our drummer Dan's vision or our bass player Jordan's vision, you know, because they each have different goals and, you know, different things that they want to accomplish in life. And, you know, it. I'm just trying to stay in the moment right now. And right now this is working. And, you know, I'm happy to be here.
1: I'm happy to be. That's like a Miss America like
2: answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a good answer, though. Like for for me. I <clears throat> I am not expecting our podcasts to ever make us money mm-hmm. because if they do, that's awesome. Right. I don't want to expect it because, like you said, then the chances of being disappointed are greater. That's not to say that I don't want them to succeed.
2: Yeah, exactly. You but I don't
1: want to. I don't want to make our podcasts magic beans. And sit there and say, this is our ticket out. We just got to make it work. Because then it falls on the fallacy of hard work where, well, if you just try hard enough, you'll succeed. Well, there's a lot more than just that. You know, you have to have the idea. You have to have... uh, You have to have the drive.
2: And like I was saying before, at least to me, it's (laughs) like, what is your vision (laughs) of succeeding? Mm -hmm.
1: And, I mean, then just go for it. I think that for me, my ultimate goal is to continue having fun doing them. Because I have fun doing this. I have fun doing transmissions. Um, I have fun working with you and Jen on doing the stuff for transmissions. Yeah. And uh, when we do live shows, you know, you two are performers. I'm not a performer, but I have fun doing the live shows. Which is awesome. Because I'm up there with you two. And, you know, at the the first live show, I forget how many people we had, but it was it was double digits yeah it was like 12 14 yeah okay. and and then the second one we had because it was so short notice we had considerably we less. had like six yeah we had like six people um and a rough six <laughs> a rough six
0: we had fo- we had one guy who really wanted to be there who brought three other people
1: yeah was that steve yeah yeah uh and then i think we had ted hanson didn't we
0: i think ted was there <laughs> so he, he's the uh, husband of Jen Hansen, the other. Okay, I thought uh, you said Ted Danson. Ted no. Danson was there. i was like, Ted, please tweet this out. That yeah. that <laughs> Call here. a
1: couple of your friends.
0: We'll we'll put you on stage with us. And he's like, Nah, Nah, no, I'm good. Nah,
1: <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be a Shelly Long up there. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I get, I get, I get that. Like for me. I'm like, do I want to make money doing this? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? that, that That isn't me being inauthentic. That's not me putting... If I don't, will I be crestfallen? No. At the same time, what I realized, and I realized it recently, and why I like doing this and having these conversations and being here with Matt is like, number one, and I think we said this on a recent episode is that matt and i now have a weekly chronicle of our
1: relationship i think it was with haley wasn't it
0: yeah which is like crazy right like yeah we have this thing that we've been doing for three years that like every week we got together and we we met up and we talked and had a few beers and got to meet interesting people and talk to them like that's pretty special unto itself
2: yeah
1: i there mean were...
0: that's
2: a success right there that you've been mm-hmm. going for so long <laughs> we don't
1: quit yeah <laughs> well yeah and I mean matt and i have have talked about this that as long as the two of us are still having fun, we'll continue doing it, and I mean, if there's you know an apocalypse, then you know if we have to just meet by that tree stump over there and you know yeah. talk into two soup cans, then you know that's what we'll do, but
0: just my wife and my baby <laughs> in another room, huddled by a fire, waiting for the night seekers to go away. <laughs> uh, but what I realized more than anything is something that I've always enjoyed my whole life is having conversations and making people laugh. Like I always loved being in the circle of friends and cracking jokes and having people laugh. Like that is some of the moments I've I've felt the most alive. I'm like, oh, this is an awesome night. We're just here and we're cracking wise and we're being dumb and we're telling jokes. And we've got one person in the group who's always laughing. Yeah. And Wes. Wes. Jen Midkiff. Like, like these are the people that we knew that would just, they were the fuel for the fire that was (laughs) like comedy time. Like, it's just, and I'm like, well, that's, this is the closest that you get here. Because I think as you get older... People who were older around you don't always hold on to those things. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I don't I don't think it's... A, and now having a child, I completely understand. Like, wanting to go to bed, like, <laughs> oh, it's 10 o'clock? Whew, what am I doing up this late? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, your priorities change. Your priorities change, but I feel like I don't want to lose some of that and this helps me not lose some of that
2: oh yeah for sure i feel like the band would probably be similar uh i don't see my friends as much as i used to um i'm very fortunate to have what i would consider a a big friend group that we try to see each other you know often but you know at least with the band i see jordan and dan once a week and you know that's great um
0: yeah i don't know no that you do know that that's that's it like for this period of time, because you know, I mean we're neither Matt or I are like this is gonna last forever. You know, there will come a point where we're like, I think we're done. And when that point comes, we're gonna hang it up and be done, which is totally awesome. No harm, no foul on that either, because that's kind of the agreement we have. But it's like wow just to be in that. But there's another part of me that's just like But what if you would have worked a little harder? Like, I just don't
2: want the the regret pill. Well, that's the thing, though. You can't wonder about the what if. And I think too many people get carried away with the what if. I mean, you did what you did. You can't go back. Mm -hmm. There's no do-overs. So don't, why even waste your time thinking about it? Yeah,
1: there's no point wondering how things could have changed if you just would have done this one or two or three things differently. Mm -hmm. Because it might not have impacted it at all. It might have made things worse. You know, you're, you're sitting there thinking, oh, well, if only I would have done this one thing, then I'd be successful and be living in a mansion. Which... Well, Or it could have led to a chain of events where you lost your house right. or, you know, a, a wide variety of other bad situations. Yeah, I think, uh, well,
2: it seems like going back to Gary Vee, like it seems like he's become like a motivational speaker lately. If you've been yeah. following him on like Instagram uh I haven't really watched his YouTube stuff lately, but anyways, it's always like, don't have regret. You know, just if you want to do something, go do it. And I think his biggest thing is like, if you want to hear about regret, go to a nursing home and listen to like old people talk about regret. It's like, don't just do what you want to do. I mean, easier said than done, but Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm taking away from that is, you know, don't think about what could have been.
0: Right. Right. Well, he also says like, you know, if, If you want it bad enough, then you're willing to give things up to do
2: it. Well, I think that's true, too. I mean, uh, (coughs) I guess I'm I'm trying to think of an example. I guess with the band, that just comes to my mind. Right. If I want to be known everywhere, sure, I could tour all the time or whatever or with some project, but I would probably give up my house. I'd give up my car. I'd give up my uh whatever you know mm-hmm. and, and is it worth it it's like a pros and cons thing mm-hmm.
1: yeah at what point has it become too much
0: yeah exactly and does it truly line up with what you want yeah like you know i i i want a family life and a and a balance in my life that outweighs some things mm-hmm. like i want to be able to come home and be with catherine for a while like That is very important. And sometimes I'm like, well, if you're out touring or if you're out performing, if you're out, you're not home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like when Catherine and I were very busy and Catherine was working and she was traveling and I was working and I was at the club a lot. It was like that was a nice season of my life. But now it's like I got the baby at home. I know I don't want to miss I don't want to miss much, you know, <laughs> like I want to mm-hmm. see this kid grow up. You know, so it does it absolutely what you were saying earlier. It changes your priorities. Yeah,
2: and doesn't mean that you can't still enjoy those things. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. Uh I think that you can you can still do the things you want to do and you could still have success doing like those things like if you want to chase that fame or money or whatever i mean there's a countless number of stories but you don't have to give up everything to get it
1: well right and with with the with all the stories of success you're not hearing about all the stories where people didn't make it i don't want to call it failure because they you know they put everything in it they just didn't reach what they wanted to reach but that's it reminds me of um, the episode, Carded and Discarded, of Freaks of Geeks, where the guidance counselor, Mr. Rosso, is talking to Lindsay Weir. And he's talking about how you know she's she needs to start thinking about applying to colleges. And that if she keeps going the way she's going, some of those colleges won't want her. And So she says, well, maybe I don't want them. And it goes back and forth a little bit. And she says, you know, not everybody has to go to college. Einstein didn't go to college edison didn't go to college and he was like yeah and neither did frank she's like who's frank and He goes the guy who pumps my gas and then she just frowns at him and then it goes to the, the intro but um i'm trying to think of of where i was going in relation to what you were saying but it's um i lost it yeah holy shit i brought freaks and geeks into it and i totally lost where i was going i
2: think i kind of get what you're saying you know um just because you want to do something doesn't mean that you'll be able to do it, because like as you said, like for all the successes, there's so many people that didn't.
1: That's where I was going. That, Thank you.
2: <laughs> that wasn't able to make it. Um, but everybody has a different story. Maybe Frank didn't like try as hard, or maybe he had good intentions but never followed through.
1: Maybe he didn't have the talent. I mean, yeah. you know, there there are. Comedians out there that tried really hard to make it, but just weren't funny, right?
0: And they end up being really great producers Mm -hmm. or really great X, Y, Z. And their dream might
2: always be on stage, but it's just never going to happen for them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there's a quote out there. I for I forget the exact words, but it's, it's more about the journey than the destination because sometimes along the journey, you find out that the destination you wanted. Isn't the destination that you necessarily needed, or where you needed to be?
0: (laughs) Which I think I'd had very recently with my work experience. Like I thought I was heading in one direction. Like I really wanted X, whatever it was. But on the journey to X, I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't like this at all. Yeah, this isn't where I want to be. I don't think I would derive any joy out of this because if I don't even like this part. How am I gonna like it, you know, like
2: when it's j- even more? Yeah, and you just reevalu reevaluate your goals and you know, what's important to you. And that's not to say that something that was important to you when you took a certain position or if you did a certain like activity, you know, it was important to you at one time, but then sometimes it takes you doing it or being there to realize that it's maybe not what you wanted in the first place.
0: Yeah. And when, that, and when you have that and you have that moment, it's like you're, I'm very grateful for the ability to identify that early instead of not doing anything about it and getting shifted because it was just your turn.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like where I work, which a lot of people already know where I work, but where I work, sometimes it becomes, hey, I think this would be a really great opportunity for you. And it has nothing to do with what you want to do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not like, and oh God, how can I even say this? But like, if that position gets presented to you, right? If your leader, any job, so now I'm going to take it out of where I work, but any job, if a leader comes up to you and is like, hey, I think you would be really good doing X, Y, Z. And in fact, my boss thinks the same thing. Are you going to apply for that thing that they're talking about? Sure. Probably more often than not you're going to. And it's sometimes it's that pressure of well, if I don't go for this, then they're not going to think I want to move
2: around or move up or Yeah, I I can see that. Um You know, there's no harm in applying for something even though you don't want it just to get the interview experience Mm -hmm. or just to see, oh, maybe they said something that you weren't expecting. You know, I think people get too stuck or they get too wrapped up in themselves and they don't see, like, past today. It's like, I'm in something I don't like today. This is what I'm going to be doing for the next 40 years. My life sucks. It's like, well, you don't have to do that. I mean, don't drop everything, but, like, there's different... Things you can do, Um, maybe there's like an opportunity, like at your work that you know you can look into and like learn a certain skill, or maybe even outside your work. If you don't like what you're doing, maybe there's like a like a networking thing that you can join. I don't know. I just feel like people get too limited. Well, it's easy to get limited, right? Because like
0: we are now at September when this comes out. We're like it's the second week of September when this episode comes out. Okay. Where the fuck did this year go? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like that's how fast time goes by. It's so easy to just let the days wash over you and not be active in it.
2: Yeah. Well, you just can't give up. You know, you just have to if you want something bad enough, I mean, you you can get it. I mean, not necessarily like something like far-fetched like how we talked about earlier like selling okay. out like a Ford Field or something. But like, if you want to like do something like switch a job, or if you want to get a new car, or you want to do something, like if you you can get it, you just need to try and quit complaining. Right. Well, I mean, what fun is that? <laughs> I mean, easier said than done, but you got to put in the hard work, you know.
0: Because when I'm complaining, I'm blaming other people instead of uh, working on the only person who can actually fix the problem. Yeah, for sure. It was funny because I was talking to somebody the other day and they were saying that you're only like 10 people away from knowing. You're 10 people who do the job you want to do. Let's take three on that. If you want a position, if you want a job, you you need to make 10 connections with people who are in that field. Okay. And usually by 10, you can find somebody who would give you a job in that field. Okay, I have not heard that
2: but it sounds hmm. like it could be plausible.
0: Because it's like, if you make that, it's that first connection, it's like, hey, you want to get into editing film. Well, the first editing guy is going to be like, oh, well, do you do this? What don't you do? What do you do? And then the next, and they could point you to like, well, you need some training and you need to get with this guy and get with that guy and you do some training. And he's going to be like, hey, I like what you're doing. You should get with this guy. And it's like, it's this crazy thing. but it's used, like, Usually by the 10th person that you get to, there's usually a job involved with it. Oh, yeah. It's like some crazy stat. I don't know.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: This has been a hard year for me. Really? Just just adjusting to having the baby Okay. has been great. I love the baby. I love Catherine. But having a baby is very hard. And then work has been hard. Which hasn't been good, and I was telling man, I think last week or two weeks ago, but it's like he knows I've been sad. Which, <laughs> like, just knowing and realizing, like, oh, I've been sad because yeah. usually, like, my default depression is just like numb, like mm-hmm. everything just yeah. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like I'm trying to shake out of it because now it's like okay, six months with the baby, not like it's like and we're fixed, but it's more like okay things are leveling out. I feel like I'm a little bit more in control. It's time to get back into being more proactive and a little bit more positive and a little bit more active in things because mm-hmm. it's just it's easy to get lost. I think that's the thing is that it's very easy to get lost.
2: It, yeah, I think it's very easy to get lost, especially with, you know, um all the things that you think people expect you to be or to do. And then, like, not necessarily aligning up with your goals, but you don't want to let, like, your image down or your image in front of them. I don't know if I'm even talking about the same thing that you're talking about. I feel like I am, but. Well, it's you guys.
0: I just don't want to let you guys down.
2: (laughs) I don't know. Um, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I had something, but I lost it. Maddie.
1: No, I the same thing happened to me, man. I, 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 I with, with me, I think that, um, I don't, I don't recall you telling me that actually. Mm-hmm. I'm, if you did, I'm sorry That's okay. that uh, that I forgot it. Um, if you didn't spell it out in exactly those words, I probably didn't pick up on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, But for me, a lot of times what I interpret other people's expectations to be are not what their expectations are. Mm -hmm. It's what I have set their expectations for me to be, Mm -hmm. which oftentimes do not align with reality. So a lot of times I'm going for something that they are not even expecting. You know, if they're expecting seven, I think they're expecting ten. And so I'm working to get 10 done. And a lot of times they end up thinking, what the hell are you doing? I didn't ask you to do that. I, I asked you to do much less. Mm-hmm. Relax. Right. It's okay to
2: fail, too. You know, it's okay to be sad. It's. I feel like things like social media, like, you know how they just show everybody's like best moments and i think a lot of people get wrapped up in that and they're like oh i can't be sad i can't do this i'm a failure i'm you know x y and z but it's like you're not seeing their moments of like whatever of distress and you know i it's okay to not have a good day right, right. it's just you know uh, your your attitude
1: about it like, yeah and i i i agree with I agree with that a lot. Um and what irritates me is when you do put on social media that you're having a bad day, you get one of two results. A or one, I guess, you'll get the so sorry, sending hugs or you'll get you know, you're a really negative person. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I don't even bother with really posting like on my personal social media, like at least like facebook or whatever to like say i'm happy or i'm going to the mall or i'm right or i'm really sad or because i'm i don't want that kind of attention i because i don't i, w- I don't want it. i don't want people to feel sorry for me or i don't want them to feel jealous of me or you know I i i don't know i'm not looking for anybody's approval you're not looking
1: for the validation that comes with social media.
2: Yeah, and not to say, I mean, I, uh, I post on Instagram, and I, I like when people like my photos. I like the likes. I, do I like too. the likes, but uh, I, I don't care if I don't get any likes on there. I don't care if I get three as opposed to forty, as opposed to whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like I'm posting it because I want to post it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, well, I might put something on Facebook once in a while, but typically it is for the podcasts. And for Twitter, I used to be on Twitter a lot more, but because social media is blocked at work, um, I don't use it nearly as much as I used to. Um, It's probably made your life better. um, It's definitely led to less arguments. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy.
0: Well, we got heavy there. Yeah, a little bit. I'm sorry. No, no, would... no. I, I took us there, too. I, I drove that train into sad town. Uh, <laughs> but I, let's, end, let's end on a, a little bit more optimistic, uh, truly optimistic thing. I think you are correct, Jim, when you say that it's okay to be these things. Because one of my worldviews, one of the ways that I look at things is everything has a season. You know, you can go through a season of like, you can't fuck up. Like everything's coming up millhouse. Like you keep <laughs> yeah you've got it. Like for you know what uh, you 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 just can't do any wrong. And then there's seasons where it just feels like I cannot do anything right. I, I can't make a good decision. I can't make any decision because it seems that whatever I think has already been done or somebody else has done or took away from me or I'm I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. And then there's mm-hmm. like I'm sad. That's a season. But then there's just like hey, things are going great, or things are going okay, not great, not bad. We're just coasting along, and that's a season. And it's like just kind of accepting where you are and trying to embrace that and yeah. also work, work on a way to not be negatively impacted by that. Because sometimes when it, is, when it feels like you're losing and whatever that means to you, that can be really disheartening. Oh, for sure. You know, but it's like... It's like your goals shouldn't ever make you feel like a loser.
2: Yeah. You know, you should... I guess going back um, to what we were saying earlier, you should want to do what your goals are because then why are are they your goals in the first place? Right. Maybe you should think about your goals a little bit more. Well,
1: and you should also set attainable goals.
2: Yeah, small victories.
1: Yeah, set attainable goals towards a larger goal. But don't if you have never played before a crowd before and you say I'm gonna sell out the Silver Dome, yeah. Like you said, you're going to be disappointed. Well, it's not there any longer. I'm sorry. So your dream crushed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: um
1: but <laughs> I, didn't, your dream. I didn't even realize I was like, what is he talking? Oh, I said Silverdome. <laughs> your dream um, was blown up and then blown up again. <laughs> <laughs> it failed to blow up properly the first time. Um but yeah, you know, if if you are setting lofty goals for yourself before you even try, you've kind of already set yourself up to fail. Yeah. Um and I mean, you might succeed by accident, but a lot of people if they set that goal without having a clear path to get there, they're going to learn to give up a lot because they keep setting unattainable unattainable goals for themselves. Well, yeah,
2: something like large is like very overwhelming and it's mm-hmm. like, well, where do I start? What do yep. I do?
1: Yeah, that's I think that's where a lot of people just give up because they don't know where to start and it's, well, okay, if you want to sell out Ford Field Maybe make sure you can play an instrument or or sing or write a song. Yeah. Or perform in front of people. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: Once you got that unlocked, then start being a part of your local scene.
1: Yep. Right. Make some friends. Book yeah. a show. Yeah. And if you if you want to be an artist, take art classes. If you don't have the money to take art classes, go outside and draw. Find something find something you like to do, find something you like to create, and then find people who want it. Yeah. Like if-
0: you are 100% <laughs> right, Jim. You need to fall in love with the journey. You need to fall in love with the process. You need to fall in love with that because the goals are great and getting there is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't usually use but, but there's a lot more that you gain on the path to the goal than you really get by reaching the goal. Oh, absolutely. Like, And you might find out that you don't want what's at the goal anyway. Yeah, for sure. It's like the new season of Cobra Kai. I mean... <laughs> Wait, are they already on a season two? No, they're, they're working on it. Season one was great. But I'm interested to see where it goes after the victories. Hey, ups.
1: hey, 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 hey. You didn't watch it yet? Only two episodes. Oh the only I only watch the free episodes because I don't have YouTube or defeat or whatever. Or losses, but Hey I didn't I didn't hear who won. I just you guys said victory. So now I'm expecting victory. Thanks a lot.
2: Well you can get YouTube read for free for like a month.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean with promo code (laughs) I I honestly (laughs) promo code matters twenty eighteen. I was I was thinking about it today because I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube and if the video was like over 15 seconds, it stops in the middle and you get a fucking commercial and it is so irritating. Dude,
0: it is worth it just for that. Yeah. yeah. I bought it last year when Matt and I were doing the Matters of the Universe He-Man stuff. Okay. And we w- found the Christmas episode and the freaking Christmas episode had a commercial every 45 seconds. And we were like,
1: fuck this. Fuck it.
0: No <laughs> way. And then I fell asleep during it. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. You know what? Let's take a break. Um, What song from Ruther should we play during this break? Oh, geez.
2: Uh, Why don't you play the song Highways? Highways.
0: This is Highways by Ruther. We'll be back with more matters after this.
3: Why. But I'm not
0: matters that was ruther off their album like a ghost you got it still in the studio (laughs) woo jim van havermat uh jim you have reached the part of the show where we talk about what we are into this week uh it could be anything it could be a movie it could be a book it could be a school of thought it does not matter it's just what this week has caught your interest
1: does anybody want to go first I defer to one of you guys. Uh, well, so I am I'm liking where Castle Rock is headed. so castle Rock it's, is it's the been Hulu a, it's show. been a slow burn. yeah, it's the show um, <clears throat> based on the ancillary characters in Stephen King books. So someone that might be mentioned in one book offhandedly is now a character in this it's it's really about the people who live in the city of castle rock or maybe the town i mean it's it's really small um but it's the people who live in the town where a lot of stephen king books took place um and once in a while someone will mention a character from a larger story like uh one of the characters last name is torrance she is the niece of jack torrance from the shining oh shit um but usually the references are a little more, I don't want to say subtle, but you have to know the stories a lot more to pick up on things. Though in the last episode, um, a character gets dro- dropped off in Salem's Lot. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like where it's going. There's two more episodes left this season. Um, I hope that it continues in the direction that it's going because it it has been a slow ratcheting up, but now it's getting to a point where it's like, all right, I want to see, I'm going to see where they take us. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm keep my fingers crossed that they keep going the way they're going.
2: Now is it is it based in Colorado? Because I know there's a Castle Rock, Colorado.
1: Nope, uh, Maine.
2: Okay, because that's where Stephen King's from.
1: Yep. Okay, Okay. well, that makes sense.
2: <laughs> I'm not, uh, I don't really know my Stephen King.
1: Ah, okay, yeah. Uh, he set a lot of his books in Castle Rock or Jerusalem's Lot, um, Derry, and, jeez, I'm trying to think of some of the others, and uh, Shawshank Prison factors very heavily into Castle Rock. Um, It's the main employer for Castle Rock. Really? Yep. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I will
0: check it out because I have access to Hulu.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you have you have commercial free Hulu, don't you? Yes, because son of a bitch.
0: (laughs) Look, man, I am that's the way to go. I'm at the point in my life where if they want to charge me three extra dollars a month for no commercials, take my money.
1: Yeah, I think I think I might have to do that. Dude, just do it. It is well, I signed up on the preliminary where it was like a really low rate. Mm. Um where uh, I think much? it's eleven ninety nine. Yeah, I I had signed up for jeez, it was like seven ninety nine or something, um, and they continued that rate for me for another year without even you know without me even asking, which you know I, I was happy about because usually like Netflix will raise the price two bucks and it's like, eh, oh well, whatever, uh, but yeah, I have definitely thought about it because
0: just it I'm telling you, you will love Hulu even more. Um, like when everybody came in today, we were watching American Ninja Warrior because we cut the cord and we don't have an over the-air HD antenna. Mm-hmm. So I watch a lot of NBC on uh, my Apple TV through Hulu.
2: Okay.
0: And that show with commercials is three hours long. <laughs>
1: you know yeah, like, yeah, it's really, really long. Well,
0: it's an hour and a half worth of content, so that's at least at least,
1: oh my gosh yeah so that would that would be that yeah that would be two hours
0: yeah you know and that's just too much
2: yeah the the commercials suck uh my girlfriend recently got hulu and she did the commercial version uh and it just every time those damn ads come on they have like Mm -hmm. the timer like 90 seconds yeah it's like just just get off just get off the screen. I don't. I don't want to see that right now. But then, plus the, f- the first thing you do when you see those commercials is grab your phone. Yeah, you or grab your or phone.
1: go to the bathroom, or go get a drink, or or do whatever. I mean, that's that's really what I use them for. Is all right. I've got forty five seconds to go get a whiskey or whatever. Yeah,
2: it's marketers, man. They're just uh, they see an opportunity, they just uh, latch onto it and make it until it's not fun for anyone. Yeah. Um, this week I am into World
0: of Dance. What's that? World of Dance is a dance competition uh, with four distinct group of dancers. It's one another one of those the best dancer wins a million dollars, but it's not hmm. like so you think you can dance. It's a little bit different from that one in that it's uh, like there's a juniors. There's a, so they have divisions. They have divisions.
2: And then eventually, I think all the divisions fight each other. They fight each other. In, in a r- battle royale. Like, like, <laughs> like Crumpin or whatever the heck exactly.
0: the they're doing. Exactly. Uh, yeah, they all go to step up to the streets. <laughs> um, <laughs> who, who's the celebrity judges? So your celebrity judges are... Neo. Uh, Jennifer Lopez third guy i don't know who the third guy is oh but he, i think
1: i think i know what show you're talking yeah, about okay but
0: he's like big in the dance and ballroom world mm. and then the other girl that's involved was channing tatum's wife for a
1: minute oh oh yeah okay. yeah yeah yeah. I,
2: yeah. they always have to have one that's not involved in like any of the dancing or whatever correct Although I'm sure she probably... I think, I think she actually was a dancer. Oh, really? She yeah. really was a dancer, but she's I, not. I just feel like, because uh, I think I heard American Idol, like they had Ellen on there. It's like, what the... Ellen's not a singer. Why is she judging people's talent on right. American Idol?
1: Yeah, I mean, if it was a stand-up thing, yeah. I, can, I can see why. She was a stand-up for a really long time, but she's not really known for her singing prowess.
0: But, like, I'll tell you what. Number one, I found out that having a child now makes me cry nearly every time I see children crying. <laughs> I'm like, these kids... I mean, these this junior division is like kids that are like 8 to 12 mm-hmm. that have been dancing their whole... Like, literally their whole lives. So they get
2: crushed when they don't make it. So mm-hmm.
0: either they get crushed when they don't make it or they're so excited and overwhelmed when they do. They're crying all over the place.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then they're like well, one of our dads died. And I was like, (laughs) you know, it's like something terrible happened to one of us. And this is a dance about it. And I'm like, (laughs) it's great. I mean, I, it got me hook, line and sinker, but like the judges are very positive while at the same time, like you can decode exactly what they're saying. Okay. Where they're just like, I really like that routine, and you didn't bring that extra oomph that we needed. Like that was tight. That was tight, and we know that this part wasn't tight. So there's no Simon Cowells. It's there, all yeah. There's all nobody... Randy Jacksons. Right. There's nobody <laughs> who's ah. Oh, can you imagine
1: three Randy Jacksons? You're the man now, dog.
0: Uh, but yeah, World Dance. It's worth the watch. It's coming to the end,
2: but um. It's been fun to watch all these guys dance. You're, you're kind of selling me on it. Uh, what station? NBC? It's you're, an NBC it's show. NBC, it's yeah. on
0: Hulu. You can catch up. Uh, they are doing. They did the duels, which is uh, one team picks another team, and it's an elimination. Okay. And now they're in the cut, where all the remaining teams dance their ass off to win the top three spots.
2: Okay. I might check it out. I, I feel like with shows, like dancing shows, because I'm not... Like since I'm a musician, I'm not really I'm not a dancer, so I don't understand like their journey, and I don't understand like you know how long it took them to do the walk or whatever the hell they're doing the Charleston right that, uh, <laughs> the you know, two step yeah so I I guess I don't really appreciate it as much as someone that you know knows the struggle or knows like. As somebody who's never danced professionally
0: has only learned, like, box steps and show choir moves to make <laughs> it. So they must
2: be really backflipping. And-
0: you watch it, and you're like, the really good ones, you see the story. Like, the really good dancers, the really good teams, they team up, like, the way that they're dancing with the music. You're like, oh, I don't need to understand dance to understand that that... okay was emotional or fun like sometimes like there's some dance groups i think they're called like poriotics and they're like the jabberwockies remember the jabberwockies from um america's best dance group guys i like dance shows (laughs) (laughs) well they're the ones who they were the dance team that wore masks they all wore white masks and they were oh i I know what you're talking about they were like were really a thing for a while and they had a show in vegas so they were a big deal and uh but like this team poriotics kind of has that very herky jerky style where like everybody makes the same micro movements and it's amazing. Like you watch and you're like technically you're like you know, like you play in a band and you've watched people in a crowd try to clap. Yeah. Like <laughs> not everybody has rhythm. Right.
1: Like so to see
2: people with hyper rhythm, yeah, it's crazy. You like your
1: rhythm now. Try hyper rhythm. <laughs> try hyper rhythm. I felt bad enough about my rhythm. 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 <laughs> uh
2: what you got for us? Uh well, you know, I Jesus I was thinking the whole time. Uh, so I actually started a show on Hulu. I'm not really a television watcher that much. I appreciate but, that. Uh we saw this show, uh, my girlfriend and I called The Mick. Have you guys heard of it? I have uh, heard uh, of That's this. with
1: Caitlin Olsen, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, and only two episodes in. And it seems pretty good so far. It's very Always Sunny, like yep. reminiscent. Like, just her character. It's kind of crude. Um, I guess her sister. So she, I guess to back it up. So Caitlin Olson is kind of like a fuck up. You know, mm-hmm. she lives like uh with her boyfriend in like a crappy apartment and everything and then i guess one day she gets invited to like her sister's um like house party or something or she gets invited every year but just doesn't go and then one year she goes because she needs money or something so she goes there and then her sister ends up getting arrested with her husband so now she has to watch like her like niece and nephews uh who are rich and the kids are, of course, snotty and bratty. And then Caitlin Olsen doesn't really give a fuck. You know, she's uh, drinking and it, it's very entertaining. The Mick. The Mick. That's on
1: Fox, I believe.
2: See,
0: I, yeah, I, I've... It's been canceled.
1: Oh, okay. Was. It was on Fox.
2: Because <laughs> I saw commercials for it, actually, when it like first debuted, but I never checked it out because i don't know just because of reasons and i'll tell you that's me and always sunny i've never watched yeah more than
0: i probably have seen a couple episodes and clips mm-hmm. but i've never really watched a season of always sunny but it's one of those shows that's like
1: kind of always there yeah, yeah for sure they're on like season 13 or something
2: yeah i'm seeing the promos for 13 oh wow yeah. uh yeah i was just flipping through hulu and uh it's like Yep, I know about this. I've seen this. I know about this. Like, oh, I heard about this. I'd be interested in giving it a try. So that's mm-hmm. how we stumbled upon that. I love it. Yeah, we'll check it out. Jim, how can people get in contact with you? How can they get in contact with me? What or I- the band? Or I was gonna say, should I give them like my phone number and like address on here? <laughs> how would you like people to get in contact with you and the band? <laughs> Well, um, you can get in contact with me on any, I guess, social media platform, Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Uh, Jimmy V is me. Uh, So J-I-M-M-Y-V-E-E is me. Or if you want to get in contact with Ruther, ruther ruther.bandcamp.com. And then I think all the other social medias is Ruther Detroit. So So spell Ruther? R-E-U-T-H-E-R.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Tim, come on, man. So nice to have you on the show. I I had a lot of fun. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for doing it.
1: Uh, Matty, how can people get in contact with you? Uh, I am at Karate Dracula on Instagram and Twitter. And
0: I am at Matt Noss on Twitter as well. The show is Matters Pod on Facebook and Twitter. You can send us an email at MattersPod at gmail.com. Or if you want to visit our website, you can just go to MattersPod.com. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you on the next episode of Matters.
3: The drink. <laughs>
0: we'll, ne- we'll never, we'll never, never give stop.
1: that up. We're never going to stop.
0: It's never Matt. name is Matt. And that's all that matters. It
1: was a good try. It was, it was a, a try.
0: solid try.